0: Hello and welcome to the Glow with Anna podcast. I'm Anna, a retired hustle culture queen with a passion for all things beauty, women empowerment, business, and mental health. This show was created for the multi-passionate women who are navigating life wearing many hats on the fearless pursuit to making all of their wildest dreams come true, no matter what that looks like for them. Thanks so much for joining and let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Glow with Anna podcast. I'm excited for today's guest. She is just an all-around beautiful soul, just makes me feel good, always is willing to help other people improve their lives. So Chelsea, I'm so excited to have you here. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us
1: who you are and what you do. Well, thank you so much, Anna. I'm so excited to be here. When I saw you were launching a podcast, I was like, yes! And you were like, I want guests. I was like (laughs) Um, Yeah, so my name is Chelsea. Um, What do I do? I do lots of things. Um, I am a multi passionate entrepreneur in person. I teach Pilates and manage a studio and hope to own that studio one day. Uh, Mm -hmm. But outside of that, I also really like helping people take better care of themselves and take control of their dreams and live the dream of their life of their dreams. Um, So I do that through my podcast, the Mindful Self-Care podcast, and then I do um, coaching with that as well. Um, On top of that, I love to read. I like to be outside working on our yard and our property. We have a, a lot of property that we get to kind of play around on. I love playing with my fur baby doggies and spending time with my husband cooking and trying new things in the kitchen or new wines or new beers and things like that.
0: I love that. Oh, I love it. I love to hear another multi-passionate lady in the house.
1: (laughs) It's I I tend to be that person that I come up with an idea and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it. And then I have to remind myself of, okay, do I actually have the time and energy to do this? Is it just a fun idea for right now? Is it something that's actually viable for the future? is it just a hobby that I should enjoy for a period of time? Like I like to knit too. And sometimes I'm like, I should, I, sh- I should, knit stuff and sell them. And then I'm like, I don't know if I want to make this into a job or like, I like to read. And I see a bunch of people on Instagram being like, Oh, here's my bookstagram. And then I get sponsorships for it. I'm Like I could do that. And then I'm like, I don't know if I want to turn reading into a job.
0: Yes, girl. I understand this struggle yeah. so much. I used to consider myself like a serial entrepreneur. serial entrepreneur because I would go through those phases and I would just be like, okay, I could start a business with this. And like, I got into like, um, I mean, so I've done like side hustles, like direct sales and stuff. And I have my business, but then I would also get into like reselling and like I've done DoorDash. I've anything, if I can make a hobby into an income stream, I will do it. But I think there is a point in time where we have to set a boundary and say like, maybe I could just have a hobby just to have a hobby, right?
1: And it's really hard, I think, to figure out where that boundary is because sometimes you're like, yeah, I have this idea and it could be like a really enjoyable side hustle income stream, it could be a great idea to make some extra money. Or it could just be one more thing that you have to do. And so determining which that's going to be is it's not always easy. Right? Absolutely.
0: I feel even the same way with starting this podcast. Like, When I told my husband last summer that I was starting it, he's like, when do you have time to do a podcast? (laughs) I'm like, what's your goal for that? And I was like, it just sounds fun to, like, talk to people. And so, like, for now, my podcast is, like, really my hobby and it's fun. And I like just, you know, putting out the episodes. I don't really spend much time editing them. I don't, like, share. I don't try to grow my podcast. I just want to put out the conversations that I have. So it is really fun. But, you know... I definitely
1: feel that way <laughs> for I sure. think having stuff like that, where it's enjoyable for you and you're just going to kind of spend time on it as you can. They're really great. They're good for our soul. They're just good for our energy levels. And if it happens to turn into like this big thing, that's really cool. Like if it, you can get enough downloads that you are able to start getting ads on it or sponsorships and you're like, Oh, look, I'm able to do the same thing I was doing, but now I get to make a little bit of money doing it. Like, that's just Even a bonus. Better. Oh
0: so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's
1: I totally awesome. agree. Well, um, so
0: definitely love that about you. And I feel like as a multi-passionate woman, you, um, well, you are actually the queen of self-care. So I would love to <laughs> kind of talk about, um, you know, what self-care as a multi-passionate woman looks like for you. And then we can um continue the conversation from there awesome
1: yes i listened to i think it was some social media person that was like yeah like figure out what you're the queen of and then like embrace it and so i put self-care queen on my instagram Yes, I did. That, that. is it's still, literally it's still you. there. And I'm like, it seems to fit um, whenever I'm not practicing self-care. Well, though, people are like, I thought you were the self-care queen. I was like, it's a process <laughs> and a practice for everybody, um, but self-care. So what that means to me is. Anything that helps you feel better, helps you feel your best, gives you more energy, which is a really, really broad thing and is really, really individual for each person. So for me, that looks like spending time by myself. Um, The one person who is not included in that is my husband. I can spend all weekend with him, all day with him. And he doesn't take the same energy as other people, probably because I just get to be I'm not trying to be somebody else. I'm not trying to like be a certain professional aspect. Like I'm just myself around him. He gets right. to the goofiest, weirdest side of me that nobody else <laughs> does. Um, Same. But I like that that kind of quiet time, my, my me time, which a lot of people find surprising. Uh, I have clients in my Pilates studio all the time that are like, you are not an introvert. And I'm like, hmm, I am. I'm like, I'm giving you all my social energy while I'm here today. And tomorrow (laughs) I'm not going to talk to anybody. (laughs) And if I have to be here more, I feel more tired. So that's a big thing of it for me. And within that, it's also getting enough quality sleep. I'm an eight hours of sleep plus a night type of girl. If you can get less than that and be a functioning human being, I am very impressed by you. I cannot be you. Uh, So making sure that I have time by myself, sleeping, uh, moving my body is also a really big thing for me. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a workout. Sometimes my body is saying, hey, we need to stretch and we need to foam roll and we need to just take it chill because whatever else I was doing, maybe you just haven't gotten enough sleep or I've already done some big workouts that week. We just need to kind of tone it down. So moving my body somehow. And then I notice a big difference in how I feel when I'm not hydrated. So drinking water is a big thing. And then kind of within that spending time by myself, I really enjoy listening to podcasts or audiobooks. Um, sometimes playing games on my phone while I'm doing that, or I like to knit and watch movies. Uh, and I also, I'm a big reader. I really, really like to read. And sometimes kind of going back to that, like ambitious, multi-passionate um, person, is sometimes I'm like, oh, I wanna learn about this, I wanna learn about this, I wanna learn about this. And then suddenly, every single book on my shelf is about bettering myself, personal development, learning some new task. And I'm like, I'm tired of reading this. So I've had to kind of within that passion of reading, that enjoyment of reading, make sure that I am not just reading, like get better books or books to learn something. Uh, They have to be fun and exciting and something that, I just am reading for enjoyment. I don't need to remember everything. I don't have to like keep track of stuff that I want to remember for later. It's just reading a story. And I don't like thrillers or anything that's kind of spooky. (laughs) I get scared (laughs) easily. And so like warm, fuzzy historical fiction and fantasy is like where it's at for me. I could read those all day long and be a very, very happy camper. So that's kind of the basics of what self-care looks like for me and the kind of the actions. Um, other parts of that end up being like creating boundaries, um, within how I'm spending my time so that I have time to be by myself and exercise and get enough sleep, uh, and just making sure that I'm paying attention to where my energy is at, what my goals are and knowing when to say yes and when to say no to other things, which I think is a a process that over the past, um, I've been out of, um, college and grad school for, I think about five ish years now and the past five years has just been kind of a mixture of, Oh, here's this thing you could do. Here's this thing I could do. And some of those things I said yes to that I probably shouldn't have. Um, but it's just, it's just a learning aspect. So self-care is a process. Some days it's going to go really well. Other days it's not. (laughs) And what you might need for self-care one week is not the same the next week. So that's kind of my overall self-care spiel. Oh, I love that and I love how you said self-care to
0: you is like things that give you energy too because often we think about it like self-care is like relaxing and mm-hmm. you know like not exerting energy but like you said that looks different for everyone so for some people not for me because I'm a hella introvert but maybe mm-hmm. for like an extrovert like self-care is going out with their friends being in a social environment yeah. and um, you know, whatever, because, like, I really like that you just said it gives you energy mm-hmm. because, like, I always consider my self-care, like, recharging my battery. Yeah. Um, So that I do have more energy, like, later on. But mm-hmm. definitely, like, you can do activities that you enjoy but are, like, being active or more engaging if they give you energy and that's still considered self-care so i really like that
1: for sure um i remember during the pandemic shutdown so like two years ago in like march april um or i guess it's almost three years ago it is 2023 as we are recording this that was 2020. oh gosh time. I <laughs> uh, but i had a friend who she really really struggled during the lockdown because she's an extrovert she was so used to being around people and then when the only person she was seeing was her husband she, after like two days she's like i'm losing my freaking mind oh my and we have how many weeks left of this where i on the other hand was like okay well i'm still working from home i'm still teaching my clients over zoom i'm still seeing my husband i'm like yeah like i think i'm okay Towards the end of those couple of months that we were shut down, I started to kind of be like, okay, the computer is not the same thing as seeing people in person, but it took me way longer to get to that point than my friend who is an extrovert. She needs to be able to see other friends and other people to get some energy
0: yeah absolutely i'm like you whereas like the first couple weeks i was like okay i love this i don't have to answer to anyone it was
1: amazing when i go Um, get takeout you're not going to talk to me you're just going to have me sign and give me my food great
0: i love it (laughs) side even i'm here for it I was able, I was able to go get curbside the other night, and I was like, ah, oh, this is nice. Just sitting it's, in my car, that spectacular. was spectacular. Like the best thing to come out of the pandemic yes. was that everyone still does curbside that just yep. never went away. I'm like, I love it. The lazy girl culture is here after years of hustle culture. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I am always out for finding different tips. Like I know during the pandemic. That became a big thing to just like order your groceries and like just go pick them up i've been doing that since way before it was cool from covid <laughs> Like i don't want to have to spend an hour walking on the grocery store looking for stuff risking running into somebody that i'm gonna have to talk to i'm right. like no i just just put the groceries in my car i don't need to pick everything if i really want to pick out something i'll go into the store for that one thing for five minutes but yes yeah it's, i'm that's one of my favorite things to do <laughs>
0: i am the same way with the grocery pickup Uh, it's the best but i always manage to forget like one or two things but on my Mm
1: -hmm. in
0: my defense i forget it if i go in anyways so it's like
1: okay you're gonna have to go back anyways
0: (laughs) right exactly Well, I love how earlier you mentioned that you have to sometimes set boundaries around your time. And I Mm -hmm. think definitely as someone with multiple hobbies and interests um, and responsibilities between, Mm -hmm. you know, different business and teaching Pilates and all of these things, how do you manage your time effectively to have time to do all of the things and still practice what you preach about self-care?
1: It has taken me years, honestly, like it took me a long time when I first was out of school and I had like control of my schedule for the first time, I am 100% self employed, there is nobody that is telling me I have to be there at a certain time if I don't want to be. Um, But I'm an appointment based business when it comes to Pilates. So I have to make sure I'm available at times that people actually want to come in and do Pilates. And so when I first started, I literally would just take whatever I could get. But I was also a broke college student trying to make whatever kind of money I possibly could. And through that, I really found out that Working seven days a week at random freaking hours, like 5 a.m. to 7 p.m., just like randomly throughout the day is not very sustainable. (laughs) I was a grumpy person. I actually had just moved in with my, he was my boyfriend at the time and my husband. And um, I'm very grateful that he put up with me for those first two months we lived together because I hadn't learned how to set boundaries when it came to work quite yet and find that work-life balance, and I, yeah, I was probably kind of a monster. But I started with okay, what is really, really not working for me? And so, first off, seven days a week was not working. That was not sustainable. And even if it was only going into like teach one class or do like one personal training client, because I also did personal training um, at the time, it it kind of like put me in this whole mindset of the entire day I had to work. So it didn't matter if it was only one hour. And so one of the first things I did was, okay, I'm not going to teach or work at all on Sundays. I gave myself that day. Um, It tends to be a pretty easy day to be able to be like, hey, y'all, I'm taking this day off. And most people aren't too upset about it, at least in the industry that I work in. There's not a ton of people knocking on your door to do stuff on Sundays. (laughs) There are some, but not as many. So, I set that boundary. And I also reflected on just the fact that working, being available from 5 a.m. until seven or eight o'clock at night, that's a really long day. And I mentioned I need sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, I wasn't getting very much sleep. And I am not a morning person. Props to everybody out there that is. I am not. If you're sitting there like, oh, Chelsea, you just have to try it. I've tried it. I promise. I promise <laughs> I yeah, it's not my cup here. of tea. I can't do it. Like I can be somewhere at 7 a.m. Being somewhere at 5 a.m. ruins my entire day. Like literally, I'm just grumpy and I'm tired the entire day. But I can be somewhere at 7 a couple times a week. So I learned that about myself. And I started being like, okay, schedulers, people, those people that want to come work out at 5 a.m., I am not their girl. There are other people who are morning individuals that they can work with those clients. They can teach those classes. I'm like, I will be your evening person. I will be your evening queen because I have no problem teaching at five or six or seven o'clock at night. That's fine with me. I am energetic still. I'm still energized, like I can do it. My brain is there. I will teach so much better. I will train so much better. And so I set that boundary of, okay, 7 a.m. is the earliest that I work. And then I tried to make sure that I wasn't going too late um, at night, but I didn't have like a certain set boundary within that. Kind of over time, I also realized that doing this, like teach and train for an hour, do some admin work, work on my business, go back, teach and train for an hour, do an hour of admin, do an hour of business, and just a couple hours here and there switching throughout the day was also exhausting. It was really hard to have to switch my brain into different modes three or four or five or six times a day. That was really exhausting. And so with that information, I was like, okay, I'm going to start making almost like a theme for the day. I'm going to start blocking my time more. Um, And again, it took took some time, but it got me to where I am now, where I do not work on Sundays. I have to be at work at 7 a.m. two days a week. I teach Pilates a little bit Monday morning to kind of early afternoon. Then I have the rest of the day to work on my business, admin stuff, management stuff for the studio. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have two really, really, really long teaching days followed by a lazy morning Wednesdays and Fridays where I have the entire afternoon to work on podcast stuff admin things business do coaching calls kind of things like that so i really tried to block out the time the best that i could um and actually that that sleeping in morning off on wednesdays and fridays that i just mentioned is a newer thing Um, because i was still kind of in this mindset of oh the workday starts at eight or nine i should get up and i should start working at eight or nine a.m getting some of that admin stuff some of the podcast stuff doing some coaching calls and i was exhausted because i had just been at the studio for 13 hours the day before teaching 9 to 12, 11 hours i was like why am i trying to make myself start working like 12 hours after i finished working again uh it just wasn't sustainable and so i i had to give myself permission to take the mornings off and once i started doing that uh you might be like oh well but how do you get everything done if it was taking you a whole day before i figured it out <laughs> i was actually yeah. i think more productive And i started figuring out that there were just some things that i was doing that really weren't actually that important um and so it i mean it was a process but that's kind of how i started that time management in regards to like my schedule
0: yeah so i feel the same way about switching gears throughout the day several Mm -hmm. times um because with me i have you know a lot going on too but i Mm -hmm. also for the for the majority of my time, I'm either working my desk job at an accounting firm or doing spray tans. And Mm -hmm. on days when I have to do both, like I go work at the office most of the day and then leave and take some tans in the evening. Like it's, I notice that I'm not as fired up for either. Mm -hmm. Like I do much better when my days are separate. And like one day I know that I don't have to go to the office, but I'm just gonna be spray tanning. Those days are a lot better for me, or even days where I do have to be at the office, but I know that I don't have to go do spray tans after. Even that's a way better day for me because I'm not like switching gears. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you said, so I definitely notice how, like, setting whether you have full control over your schedule, partial control over your schedule, or Mm -hmm. really none, and you're just, you know, working a nine to five and you come home and you, you know, do whatever you do at night, like, You still have to, I think, and I think that's why obviously like the nine to five thing is just the norm is because it's just routine and i think people do crave routine even entrepreneurs who do different things different days i think we still need some structure and some routine and how we operate our days so i know like for a lot of the entrepreneurs i know they do you know we'll do admin stuff in the mornings and calls in the afternoon or vice versa mm-hmm. like calls in the morning when they're fresh and ex- you know excited and then they can get stuff done but still having that consistency and routine and structure I think is really really important especially for
1: those of us who wear a lot of hats. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great point like once i kind of got used to the okay on wednesday and friday mornings like i'm gonna let myself sleep in i'm gonna go make myself a cup of cup of coffee or a cup of tea and i'm gonna read my book for an hour or two any of the days that i'm like oh i'm gonna have a doctor's appointment because i know like okay wednesdays is a really safe day for me to have a a, any appointment really because i don't really teach a lot those days i don't have a ton of stuff on my calendar so i'm not worried that it's gonna impact and I have to reschedule like 15 things to make this one appointment work. So if I have a doctor's appointment in the morning, I'm like, what do you mean? I can't sleep in and read my book. I have to to go to the doctor. That's stupid. I get really grumpy about it now and that gets taken away from me. I'm like, dang it. I think that's true. And having routines is really important. Um, I think I maybe missed a little bit of the how do I fit my self-care into my time management? Mm -hmm. And once I finished figuring out more of what my work schedule looked like, The next thing I started doing was also, I'm like, okay, well, how can I make sure I have time for me? And so part of that was taking like mornings off. Um, I schedule my workouts in, I know when I'm going to generally work out, do those times sometimes change? Yes. But normally I do some sort of a workout Monday and Wednesday nights, once I finish kind of my last, um, bit of work for the day. And then there's normally, generally an hour while I'm at the studio, Tuesdays and Thursdays that I can fit that workout in. So I kind of have an idea of when I'm gonna do workouts, Friday and Saturday, I kind of let myself just do whatever I want. If I feel like working out, cool, great. If not, that's okay. I probably got three or four other days of movement into the week, which I found is enough for me to be feeling pretty good physically. Uh, I also, I'm not always the best at like waking up and getting, going to bed at the same time every night. Which is supposed to be really good for your sleep health i just unless i have to be up at six i'm not getting up at 6 a.m i'm just not going to yeah. uh, but i do try to go to bed around the same time like i found that 10 o'clock um, is the time that i start to get tired anyways and so that's kind of my like in my head boundary of oh 10 o'clock hit it's time to start getting ready for bed it's starting to wind down do my skincare routine brush my teeth Take some supplements, read my book, maybe do a meditation and go to bed. Um, So, those are kind of my like other more specific self care boundaries.
0: Yes, I'm the same way with going to bed. And honestly, like I would sleep in on the weekends, but I have a young puppy that i have to take out at 5 a.m every day so i don't really get the chance normally if i'm really tired on a weekend and i can go back to bed that's great but for the most part like ever since actually ever since we got this puppy now i'm like exhausted by 10 p.m because she takes a lot of energy puppies take a lot of energy they do um So even, you know, with just my work and my regular schedule, even before we got her, I would sometimes still stay up till like 11 or even a little later sometimes. But um, on those days, like I pretty much have to wake up for work Monday through Friday around like 6.30. Um, And so I would notice on those days when I would get less than eight hours. And now for whatever reason, I guess it's because of maybe having her or... Or just my body's getting into better habits, but now I'm like, 10 o'clock, okay, it's bedtime. And I will literally, Mm -hmm. I'll just tell Matt, I'll I'll be on my phone just totally normal. And then I'll be like, okay, it's my bedtime. I'll go wash my face and like (laughs) put on my pajamas and just go. And he's like, you're just going to bed just like that. And I'm like, yeah, it's my bedtime.
1: (laughs) It's like, this is a good time for me to go to sleep. So I'm going to do it. (laughs) It's it's great. We have trained our dogs to sleep in. (laughs) So... But, like, we could sleep in until 10 o'clock. And one of our dogs will kind of start, like, looking at us. He'll get up from the bed and be like, could you, like, get up? But he doesn't make a lot of noise. He doesn't cry. He doesn't try to wake us up. He just kind of stares at us. Yeah. Um, So I am very fortunate that my dogs are helpful in my sleeping in hopes. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. it, It definitely helps. And, like, our other dog he's so small so that like by the morning he really does have to go potty Mm. but he'll like jump up to the bed if he needs to the puppy the new puppy she'll just be on the floor so it's like if I hear her get up. I mean, I'm like up because I'm like, I got to take her outside or she's going to like pee on the floor. (laughs) And that that'll get you up fast (laughs) every morning. So it's nice because I feel like I have like a nice little alarm clock now. I'm like, and I don't even need my alarm clock because she's got me. (laughs) Never going to sleep in again. (laughs) But Gosh. I'm sure as she gets older, she'll learn. But we're still at that point where I'm like, I got to get up. If I hear her, like, sh- she'll, like, get up and stretch. And sometimes, and like, you know, it happens no. in the night, too. But not, she's pretty good about waiting until, like, 6 a.m. on the dot. And then she'll get That's up and good. shake. And I'll be like, oh, God, okay, got to go.
1: <laughs> I know. I get worried for, like, whenever we have kids. Because my husband's also not a normal morning person. So I'm like, what are we going to do when, <laughs> like, there's a toddler waking us up at, it- 6am. It's going to be a really like really hard adjustment. Hopefully I'll do kind of what your body has done to be like okay we're just going to go to bed earlier. Like it's okay we're just going to bed.
0: You have no option. I mean for me I was like I just have no option. If I'm gonna be up Mm -hmm. at 6am every day to take this dog outside like I have to be in bed by 10. Like it was (laughs) non-negotiable. and i definitely feel the same way about like needing all my sleep (laughs) give me all eight
1: hours (laughs) sleep is fantastic yes whatever if you're like i can do four and be fine i'm like what are you on (laughs) like what yeah i don't get like are you
0: lying to yourself It's crazy, though, because I was just thinking the other day about how when I used to live in Jackson Hole, Mm -hmm. I bartended for years. So from the time I turned 21 till I was about 26, I just bartended for years. And so I would work till 2 a.m. sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then I decided while I had that bartending job, I was going to get a job at a breakfast cafe and I had to be at work at 6 a.m. Oh, no literally be some nights where they would overlap. So I'd work till 2am, go home, get a couple hours of sleep, or just not because I had
1: yeah, at that it, point, you're like, what's the why this is just keep running exactly. off of adrenaline. It's fine.
0: Exactly. I was like, I'm gonna be more tired. And now looking back, I mean, it's insane what we could do in our early 20s because I could never like, I would uh, there's not enough coffee in the world. There's not enough free coffee that you get working at a breakfast cafe to make that worth it. No. Three to four hours of sleep. I what used to was do I that
1: thinking? when I was in college. I would, there'd be days that I'd have to be at the gym at 5 a.m. To, to work. And I would have gone to bed at like one or two after staying up late, finishing some homework assignment that I probably could have done earlier, but I'm a procrastinator and I work really well under pressure. So I would just be like, yeah, it's fine. I'll just sleep later. And I just know I have this very distinct memory of, I think it was like a midterm week. It was like my sophomore or junior year. And there were just so many projects and tests that week that like, I don't think I got, I probably got like 15 or 20 hours of sleep the entire week I was the point where I was like all right I'm gonna go take this test and turn this project in then I've got two hours before this other test I'm gonna go to the library and I'm gonna take a nap and then I'm gonna go more and I'm just look back I'm like what how did Mm -hmm. I what why right I could not do that now I get like five hours of sleep for one night like if I have one night of bad rest, like the next three days I'm like just screw it I'm tired. I'm going to be grumpy. (laughs) I'm going to really have to practice all of my self-care things just to make it so I can get through the next couple of days until I catch up on my sleep.
0: Yes. Seriously. I just, I don't know how, I don't know how we did it, but, Mm -hmm. and now Mm -hmm. like, as we get older, we're just like, okay, no, I have a boundary here with this. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, um, I would love to just ask you one more question and that Mm -hmm. is if you were to give advice to someone who is just stepping into their entrepreneurial journey, um, what would that advice be?
1: Oh goodness. (laughs) Um, I think one of the best pieces of advice that I ever got that, um, Kind of can impact a lot of areas of your life but i've really used it to guide my career choices um because in the past i don't know i guess like 10 15 years since i started being like what do i want to do with my life it has changed multiple times and looks a little different um every few years but somebody told me uh to follow my heart and to follow where those moments where you just feel really excited and really passionate about something and follow that. And I kind of think as you we were talking about like self-care being anything that gives you energy, I kind of view the work that I do in the right amounts. Like of course I can burn myself out if I do too much, but if if I'm doing the things that I love, the work that I love in the right amounts, it should be part of my self-care. I do love teaching pilates, but I know that there's only so much that I can do with that. Um, Or I just get really grumpy about having to teach, even though I love it. Um, And I love podcasting. I like being able to talk to people and share ideas. Even though I'm an introvert, I like to do it with boundaries. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think just being able to kind of follow those moments of what really lights you up inside, what makes you feel really excited and really happy and really, uh, really passionate I was trying to say impassioned, but I don't think that's the word, (laughs) Um, but really passionate, follow those moments um, because they're going to help you kind of, I think lead to the right thing for you to do. And I do believe that we should all try to find something, especially if it's in an entrepreneurial setting where you have so much control over what you are doing, you should find something that lights you up. And yeah, it's not going to be easy every single moment of every single day, but overall it should feel exciting. And hopefully, yes. in moments it feels easy just because you want to be spending time doing that thing. Yes,
0: I always say like in spray tanning, for example, I say spray tanning isn't easy, but it it should be simple. Like mm-hmm. when I'm talking to other spray tan artists, and I feel like that can go for other industries yeah. too. Like what you. You know are spending your time and energy doing every day it doesn't have to be easy but it should come yeah. naturally to an extent um and just come from a place that feels good and authentic mm-hmm. especially like you said if you are in the position to where you have the option to make these choices as yeah. to how you spend your energy
1: and what you're yeah. doing with it so i love that advice follow your heart do what and feels good of course take care of yourself because if you're an entrepreneur, you're probably doing a lot of stuff and you need energy to do it. So figure out what self-care means to you and practice it. (laughs) Yeah, It makes a world of difference.
0: It absolutely does. You just can't be the, your, your best self without it. I love that. Awesome. Well, it's been so great chatting with you. Thank you for all of your little nuggets and wisdom on self-care
1: and time management and entrepreneurship. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope it was valuable. If you enjoyed the episode, please read the show notes to see how you can connect with me further and continue supporting my podcast. Thanks again and keep glowing.